Hello, welcome to another podcast from Access Brokerage Real Estate. This is Jim Parker, broker, 770-265-7293, serving metro Atlanta area's residential home buying or home selling needs. Give me a call. Nine things that clients expect from their real estate agent. Number one is be available when they are. Two, schedule multiple open house appointments and follow-up meetings. Three, be educated on the market that you're in and looking at. Number four, help get a client pre-approved by a lender. That does not mean hand-holding or working the loan. It does mean that you listen to the client's needs and advise them on who might help them with the best loan for their situation. Number five, have a defined marketing plan. Number six, handle all the negotiations and close the deal. Number seven, manage the inspection. Hopefully be there during the inspection and watch for anything that the inspector may miss or ask questions. Eight, make the closing day easy. Get them all prepared with all the information they need before closing. No surprises at closing. Number nine, recommend vendors to use either on the seller side or the buyer side. Home builders are cutting back on the number of homes they're building and offering more incentives to keep sales moving. DR Horton executives, though, maintained a positive outlook despite these cancellations. Supply of homes is still low, and demand, even though it's falling, remains pretty strong. The company felt the increase in worsening consumer sentiment as economic woes reduced buyers' confidence in the real estate market. The Federal Reserve's effort to bring the economy into an equilibrium by raising mortgage rates has priced out many would-be buyers. As the rates go up, those on a fence that barely were making that meet their budget are now priced out of the market. The average U.S. fixed rate for a 30-year mortgage came in about 5.5%. D.R. Horton ended its third quarter with a little over 56,000 homes in its inventory, up about 20% from a year ago. I know that I'd heard some story about the price of lumber now falling to about a third of what it was at the peak. I think I saw like 560 a ton versus 1600 and change a ton. So, you know, costs are coming down a little bit for the builders and they are slowing down, but they're still building and they still, still see the demand. The national cancellation rate among home builders reached about 15%. I think I mentioned that in a previous podcast. Recently, legislation proposed in Massachusetts by the assembly there to add an optional transfer fee up to 2% on the sale of high-end real estate, allowing the local communities to fund affordable housing. On a billion dollars of annual sales, given a thousand one million dollar properties, or a mix of any sort of properties, adding to a billion dollars would generate $20 million toward affordable housing. And given a conservative estimate of $200,000 to build each unit, that would equate to about 100 units. And that, my friends, is a drop in the Nantucket bucket. I do applaud Massachusetts for trying to do something, but I don't think that taxing the rich way to do it. That's actually taxation without representation. You're taxing somebody just because they're buying an expensive property, which is kind of stupid. What you want to do is you want to have a legitimate funding for that purpose. There's other cities that have tried to do something like Seattle, they bought something by the Puget Sound, equated to $400,000 per unit with property values and construction costs. So even at $20 million, that would have been, what, 50 units. It costs a lot of money to build affordable housing. The Federal Reserve does not set mortgage rates. 
the central bank's decisions of the federal funds rate, which is the rate at which banks charge each other for overnight loans, they don't move mortgage rates directly. But mortgage rates tend to move in lockstep with the 10-year treasury yields. 10-year treasuries are basically a loan to the federal government. You buy those to have a safe investment. They have a coupon rate that has been rising since October last year. I think it was around 1.4%, and now it's 2.8 or above. So that's doubled in less than a year, a reflection of the outlook of the economy, recession. Even though the Fed does not set mortgage rates, the Fed funds rate and other actions do affect mortgage rates indirectly. Lenders and investors closely watch the central bank's actions, and they attempt to interpret the Fed's actions. Foreign buyers remain absent from U.S. housing market. Foreign nationals bought over 98,000 properties in the year from 21 to 22, an annual decrease of about 8%. Foreign buyers spent nearly $59 billion compared to $54 billion the year before. For the second year in a row, restrictions and general caution tied to international travel during the pandemic slowed home buying by wealthy foreign buyers. Quote from Lawrence Yoon, the National Association of Realtors' chief economist. Even so, domestic home buying demand was exceptional and boosted home sales nationally. The report was based on about 9,400 responses from NAR members. The average home had sold for 374000 in the same period, a 10% annual increase over the year prior. And foreign buyers generally skewed towards the higher end of the market, averaging about just shy of $600,000. Affordability challenges, along with inability to find the right property, were the top reasons given for prospective international buyers showing interest but did not purchase a home in the U.S. Florida was the top destination for about 24% of all purchases, followed by California, Texas, Arizona, New York, and North Carolina. Buyers from China and Canada, respectively, $6 billion and $5.5 followed by India, Mexico, and Brazil. About 44% of foreign purchases were all cash transactions, and due to rising interest rates, overall home sales will decline in the U.S. this year, 2022. Foreign buyers are likely to step up the purchases, however, as those making all cash offers are somewhat immune from the change in interest rates, but not necessarily return on investment rates. Apparently, home buyers are backing out of contracts at the highest rate since the start of the pandemic. According to a New report from Redfin, about 60,000 home purchase agreements in the United States fell through last month. That's about 15% of all homes that went under contract. Cancellations were less than 13% in May of 2022. Last year in June, about 11%. So what's the behind the change in behavior? There's less competition. When there are competing offers, people don't want their deals to slip away. But when competition is eliminated or reduces quite a bit, then people can spend a little more time and back out of those deals that don't feel right. Slowdown in competition is giving room for home buyers to negotiate. One more reason for backing out of the deals to include more contingencies. Um, and then they're using those contingencies to back out. They're increasingly keeping rather than waiving their inspection and appraisal contingencies. Uh, inflation is spiking, so people are afraid to commit. When inflation is going out of control, they do not know what their employment situation is. Rising mortgage rates are forcing those that are on the fence, that are just pushing the limits of what they can afford, 
uh, when the rates go up, that pushes them out of the marketplace. They cannot afford to purchase the house, so they have to back out. And they're just overall afraid of the economy and where it's going, which direction it's going. More than 20% of the respondents of a survey expressed job stability concerned. So there's other reasons, probably, you know, inspection contingencies or just cold feet and other reasons, but people are backing out. There are a number of people backing out of contracts. Foreclosure filings are up more than 150% this year. Here's why much of the overall foreclosure activity we're seeing right now is on loans that were either already in foreclosure or were more than 120 days delinquent prior to the pandemic. So basically, we're just coming, catching up to those pre-pandemic deferred foreclosures. So right now, we're not going to be seeing a huge wave, just a bump because all those deferrals of foreclosures and deferment of payments are expiring. As always, I post links to the sources that I use for these podcasts within the Anchor podcast itself. Thank you for listening to this podcast. This is Jim Parker, broker with Access Brokerage Real Estate, serving Metro Atlanta's home buying and home selling needs. 770-265-7293. Have a great week and God bless.